Hi, I'm Cheryl Thibault, and I want to introduce you today to Ragne Sinicus. She's our guest on The Walk of Life, and we're here to talk about her chapter in the book Visionary Women Leaders, and her chapter is called Sustainable Empathic Leadership. So welcome to our podcast, Ragne. Cheryl, it's like- an honor to be here, and thank you very much for taking the time to get to know all the authors, because every story has has really the power to change someone else's life. So thank you very much for bringing those stories in front of others. Well, thank you. Um, it sounds like you have quite a story to tell as well. Um, just reading your chapter, we've never met before, but in reading your chapter, I'm overwhelmed <laughs> with, with the person that you are. So um, do you want to t- talk about it? First one says you're a global marketer focused on helping brands to perform profit. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Of course, sure. Doesn't it always happen to us when, and especially when we are uh, single uh, entrepreneurs or we are startups or we are small business owners that uh, we have sort of, we think that we have the presence, but does it really uh, correspond that we also have profit? So we do the things that we love. We uh, we uh, we put so much effort into it. Uh Many of us leave our world uh, 24 seven uh, from from nine to five to 24 seven because that's what the entrepreneurship really is and nobody really tells you it doesn't come with a manual. So what what really happens is that um, we're doing things we get some type of attraction meeting success and um, it, we hit certain plateau which we see that, for some reason, our company cannot grow anymore with the knowledge, with the way that we are doing the things uh, in the same way. And uh, this is what I call, you do have presence, but you do not uh, have the correspondent with the profit because you could be so much more. And what do I mean? We have hit the the target or our our audience in a certain level, but uh, we don't really know who is our customer avatar? Customer avatar means that uh, our ideal client. We have more or less idea who they are. If we take the time to get to know who are visiting our businesses, who are the consumers of our services, but um, many businesses do not really have a structured way to measure and to evaluate who are their ideal clients. Uh, And it goes further. So not only do you need to know who are your uh, ideal clients, you need to get to know them better and know them better than they they know themselves, their habits, what do they like, what are they watching on TV, what are they reading, who are their coaches. Um, All of that customer behavior will give you glues, which will take you to success. But a lot of us, we just, we don't do it because it's not what we have been really focusing on. We are focusing on a daily, day-to-day business, which is uh, being busy and, uh, and really um, being distracted with so many things, as you said, overwhelming. And overwhelming is the life of entrepreneur who doesn't have systems in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, is becoming the oper- operator of the business. 
And that means that you will never reap the, the or, or enjoy the fruits of your labor, which is becoming the business owner. And by becoming the business owner, you, you can grow it, you can scale it. And most importantly, you can have the exit strategy, what you need in order for you to one day say, okay, I have done my work. I have left my legacy. And now I want to enjoy everything that I have done and I can actually sell it or whatever you want to do with it, but uh, you can do it. And most of the small business owners are not ready. And this, this, what I mean is going from just presence to profit. I loved that when you wrote that presence to perfect, that was very empowerful. And you're right. A lot of entrepreneurs don't have an exit strategy. I can probably say out of all the ones I know, I can't even think of a handful of them that do have an exit strategy other than hopefully their kids want to take over the business. And that's not always the case. Um, my kids don't want mine <laughs> at all. So yeah, that's really important. Um, you also had in your mission statement in your book, you talk about um, helping women realize and unlock their potential repositioning them for high performance. So that goes right along with what you were saying, you know, in, in repositioning everybody and, and helping them grow. Do you want to speak to that? Or do you think you covered that enough? Well, I think what, uh, what each one of us should realize that the most important investment that you can ever make is to invest in yourself and your personal growth. While you, while you do that, everything else will follow. And it, it also reflects in your leadership. It also reflects on everything that you touch. Yeah. So if, uh, if, uh, if you see that, you know what, mm, I need to learn a certain skill or certain uh, knowledge in order to take my company to the next level, then uh, you have two options whether you want to get good at it yourself or whether you find the person who can do it. I have seen a lot of challenges and a lot of business owners have thought, yeah, I have hired so many people and now nobody is delivering. But that's the key because when, when you are hiring someone and you do not have the clarity what you want, then the results will be vague as well because... It starts from the beginning. Yeah. The people that are hired do not really understand what you want. So the expectations will never meet each other. And that's why we have so many times, oh, I hired a, for example, um, someone to take care of my, my social media. It didn't work. What specifically didn't work? What were your expectations? Did you really uh, tell or, or did you reflect your expectations? Okay, I expect that with those campaigns, we will have X amount of uh, new clients, retention of the clients. What are you really expecting? And when, well, well, we are not uh, really communicating that, then the results can't, can't be that exact either, no? Yeah. Because they were like, we're doing it. You can see, you know, like, yeah, they are, but there's no results. So again, like if you want the specific results, uh, you need to educate yourself on, on that. What is specifically that you need? And, uh, and then you can hire the people who can deliver specifically those results. Yes, yes. And that's very true. I know even in my former hiring aspects, I would just say, 
you know, who's available for the job. <laughs> and it was more, I needed a body to fill the role than to actually put in intimate detail what exactly the job description was needed and to, you know, manifest that person perfectly for that position. And that is definitely something that, that makes or breaks a business sometimes too, you know, it can, it can be detrimental. I, I, I know that from experience. So that's great that you offer that. Um, also in your book, you're doing a major endeavor with South Africa. So um, bringing electricity and water. Can you talk about that? That's so exciting. Well, as everything with the COVID, we, we did get some, uh, some uh, delays on that. Um, our African team, which is the World Women Conference and the World's African team leader is, uh, is uh, the incredible uh, Yolanda Maputo and, uh, and our South African leader, uh, Nichiki Nkoko. Uh, you know, those women are so inspirational. And when they started to um, really show us where the, the, the pain points are in the community, uh, then uh, this obviously has been our focus. Uh, we are on, on the way to, uh, to really that we can say that we have done so so many, uh, so many uh, or completed, let's say, so many projects. Um, because uh, all of those pro projects uh, obviously need the, the licenses and all of that with, uh, with COVID it has been uh, quite challenging wow. to, to get those. But also, uh, you know, when um, donating gets really hard in, in those environments when, uh, when there is life threats so, so close to home or inside the home, then to get uh, people to think that uh, someone needs help in Africa, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, humanly understandable. And, uh, and the plans that uh, we were really trying to launch there uh, since 2019 haven't been so easy as we thought. Although we don't give up, <laughs> we continue. And our main focus uh, has been uh, empowering through education where we can uh, today impact as, as, as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are, have been launching uh, several projects there to help them, especially girls and women entrepreneurs, uh, how to really uh, uh, get get their businesses or whatever they do in a sense that uh, their activity that can be called now business and how to really uh, sustainably manage that business, getting to know your numbers, understanding how to manage. Uh, and the same I, I do here in, in Mexico and um, a good or interesting, maybe, maybe it's something fun to tell it, it didn't. It, it didn't sound fun at the moment when it happened. But um, we uh, we launched here as well uh, the the program for for women, and um, we helped to create a business plan where there was a chicken farm, which obviously uh, has has the production production line uh, is the uh, the eggs, and everything was working perfectly. We helped them to get the the grants from the government. And everything was perfect. So now COVID hits. And guess what? They cannot go around. They cannot sell their eggs. Oh. So instead of reaching out for mentoring, what do we do? What's the next step? Uh, how do we manage it? 
they decide to eat the chickens. And then we do receive the call. What do we do now? We need to still pay. And I'm like, did you think to call before you ate the chickens? <laughs> well, we were hungry. And I said, I understand. But the thing is that um, you never even know what the obstacles in someone's lives can be. And to prepare someone just uh, in, in school, for example, that's why the things do not work. Because people cannot take the education that you have been giving them and connect or correlate that in their own life. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that those have been the biggest challenges when uh, when you teach from from certain level and there is no connection with the with the true needs. Mm -hmm. So we said, okay, we need to uh, reevaluate our program because we need to base it. On the, on the true needs of the, of the person that enters the, the program and can, how can we really um, elevate that person based on, on those needs. So, um, so it has been interesting journey. Uh, we do collaborate on Waterside in, uh, in uh, South Africa with uh, actually with the uh, Israeli uh, nonprofit, which has been doing it for 10 years. They have been actually providing uh, pure water for the, more than um, uh, 500,000 uh, villages now already. Wow. So, uh, wow. so it's, it's uh, one village at a time, but uh, it's an incredible mission which uh, we we are supporting and therefore uh, we can say that that, that uh, people are getting the water but uh, but uh, we would like to support them even more and uh, and be able to adopt more villages so if you want to do that then please reach out and uh, and you can adopt uh, with uh, quite decent sum uh, a village which uh, will bring uh, uh, electricity to school and the medical office and which will bring the, uh, the clean water not only to drink but also to be used on um, agriculture so uh, so they can grow the vegetables and the, and the rest of the products. That's amazing. And it's, we take such things for granted. You know, we go to the store and buy our eggs, we turn on the tap and there's clean water. And, you know, we just don't even realize what it's like in other places. That's so admirable. My hat's off to you for that. That's, that's amazing. I also wanted to ask you about the World Women's Conference Awards, because that sounds pretty exciting. How are you involved with all of that? Well, uh, World Women Conference and the Awards was actually created in the end of 2019. And uh, everything started when um, I'm originally from Estonia. I moved to Mexico nine, almost 10 years ago. And um, I started here with the youth programs. So we were uh, empowering youth through, uh, through different uh, entrepreneurial programs, which, uh, to, which was to elevate their, their uh, skill set and, and really creating the access to, uh, to opportunities, to uh, mentorship, and, uh, and just give the, give the place for them to get together with uh, decision makers, with entrepreneurs. And it was working pretty well for two and a half years while we were doing. 
And then I was reached out by the Stage of Africa Foundation, and they um, they said that they absolutely love what I was doing in Mexico. I was like, I, I didn't even had any clue that everything that we were doing here in Mexico was actually seen. And that's an, another thing, like your presence is really, really important because you'd never know who is going to hear about your story, which can change someone else's life, no? Mm-hmm. So, um, and uh, together with them, we we came to the conclusion, why don't we do one massive event where we bring the people that do uh, empower, whether they are entrepreneurs, decision makers, government, together and have the, the work sessions to see how the empowerment of uh, girls and women is really, really, not only paper, not only talking about it, but uh, how can we each one, reach each one uh, with a mindset uh, of, of that, uh, bring the, the, the frameworks on the table. So we started to, to organize it. The first uh, event was supposed to be on the 4th and the 5th of uh, March in Atlanta, uh, mm-hmm. 2020. And uh, we all know what happened in 2020, March. So, uh, so we were not able to, uh, to do it again because of, uh, of the COVID. But um, since there, a lot of uh, different leaders uh, from different parts of the world today from 22 different uh, chapters as we call them uh, reached out and said we want to be part and at that moment I was like part of what I, I, I it was supposed to be one event so uh, but uh, we started to see how can we really uh, create the collaboration that will impact uh, and and create the sustainable programs for the communities that they are and uh, what are the needs of each of those communities so we have been online doing our uh, online um, events uh, on very different topics from addictions to to, uh, uh, cancer survivors, to bullying, to all the topics that usually people do not want to talk about because it's uh, opinionated, it creates a lot of of, uh, opinions within, but we see that uh, with with better awareness, uh, we can make the better decisions and with better decisions, we truly can uh, can, uh, can, uh, have better results now. So do you know when you'll be hosting another? We actually, we just had one yesterday. Uh, So, uh, and uh, we have, uh, if you go to the World Women Conference in the Words uh, Facebook page, you will see all the up to the end of the year. We have uh, monthly events. So uh, please join us. And, uh, and yes, we, we have a quite of a program for for the next, uh, next month. That's great. Can you repeat that again? Well, yeah, it's World Women Conference in the Words. Uh, Facebook page. So go and reach out there. Great, great. So also in your book, you talk about feeling empowered. How does a woman feel empowered? Because of the, the women you work with, some of them come from, you know, some unforeseen circumstances, and they, they, um, you know, it as a coach, which you are, can you describe that a little bit and some of the changes you've seen in some other women and how you've coached them through that? 
Well, it all always when it where it comes from, it's your own experience now. And coming from previous Soviet Union uh, country, where as well uh, everybody needed to talk and walk the same, and uh, and kids did not uh, have a voice until uh, the, the 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 adults were were talking. So it it created in my mind a lot of uh, limits uh, in a sense, and then. When uh, when um, I started to see when the borders opened, I was able to to work with international companies, and I saw the the other side of it. Then uh, then really really fast, it became my mission in a sense that uh, that once we start to believe in ourselves, our uh, skill set, and really uh, look inside and see who do who are we underneath of all our doubts and fears, and and especially what the society wants us to think about ourselves, who are we? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think it's it's also the time to stop waiting for someone else to fix our our lives, no? It's. I think it's. It's also the belief system which we have been told that you know, especially when you are a woman or, or a little girl, uh, the prince in a white horse will come and uh, and all your troubles will be mm-hmm. taken away. So no responsibility whatsoever for your life. The good thing is that uh, a lot of uh, parents, especially women who are running the education in their houses are understanding that uh, we need to stop having those stereotypes. We need to stop talking about that, that someone, hey, get married, get married to the good guy. Uh, it would be absolutely fantastic if, uh, if he's uh, successful, handsome, uh, all of those things. So you hit the checkpot and you don't need to do anything. You just yeah. need to be there, no? So we need to stop thinking that way. And we need to stop also looking for the outside happiness that someone else ha- needs to make us happy. And that's the same with the empowerment, that once we feel that and you are able to help someone else to feel that, that you know what, you are enough. You know what, you have such potential. You know what, you can do this. And you know what, you do have voice. That's beautiful. So that's that's what the empowerment from my point of view is. And this is what I always try to con- I also help the girls and women who are around me to understand who they really are and what they're capable of. And that's that's the true empowerment what we need. That's beautiful. I know in your book, you talked about slaying the dragon. I'm sure that <laughs> does that coincide with what we just talked about? Or is there something more to slaying the dragon that we want to hear? No, no, it's it's pretty much the same. But um, again, it's it's a it's a great visual to have. So I think, sure. I think uh, to to relate with that. And I think I think uh, every day we do that. But just uh, just we we are weak in a sense that we allow them the society to really define us or the circumstances that are there to define us and and life life always happens now you get to choose whether it happens to you or for you yeah and once you get the mindset that it happens for you your life is going to be in a totally different uh, 
so very, very true. So I also see here that you're a member of the Ancestral Nations AC, and I hope I say this right, Canativo Movement of yes. Indigenous Hands. Now, wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> Tell us what that's about. Yes. So when again, when we started to work with the youth here, I was uh, I was reached out by uh, one of the indigenous communities here in Baja California Sur, and they uh, they they are related to the tribe which is in Sonora, which is on the mainland of Mexico uh, with Ceres, and um, it has been a uh, a fantastic um, journey in a sense that to get to know them, to get to. Uh, really see how little they have mm. and how little do we really need to be happy. And um, we, we have been working with them uh, the same way that uh, trying to, to teach them the sustainable way of managing their, their lives, uh, specifically their income because the mindset is that if I sell one thing, I do not work until I don't have any money. Oh. So that creates a lot of problems that creates that, uh, and they do not have water either. So they, they're, they're living without water. You can, if you don't have water in a desert, you do not understand it until you live it. And I wanted to have the experience I went there for, five days and nights and then I just felt the pain especially for the women who have the children and not able to to provide them with what is needed so can you imagine if you have little stores which sell the coca-cola cheaper than water wow so so things like that you don't have water to have a shower you don't have water to drink. You don't have water to wash your dishes. And so the, the amount of trash that you are accumulating because you can't wash your clothes, you can't wash your dishes, you can't do anything. So, so the first thing what we started to do is to just clean up the environment that they are living in. Mm. And then we went back to the community a few months later and 50% went back to the what they were doing before because there was no incentive no why, why should I what's what's the difference mm -hmm. and then you see the ones that kept on doing it because they wanted a better better life so now we're working this 50 percent that wants the better life how can we really create the access to opportunities to really um work with their skill set and get to the, get them to the point that they uh, can create or they can uh, uh, really uh, elaborate their, their work in a, in a level that we can sell that on a uh, sustained way. Because one, everybody always asks, what are those? Those are my indigenous all, all the time with me because, um, because it's the way that we can support but also uh, they need to understand that the quality needs to be sustained. So it can be that one is very well done and the other, I didn't have time or I didn't have material and et cetera, et cetera. So it's not that easy to, to really help because uh, if you wanna sell that to any of the 
stores you need to have you need to have the quality you need to have the quality control and and all all of that so um but again to to really connect with them and really understanding the universal laws of 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 the universe and the way that uh, we have lost the connection with ourselves in this world of 3d where we're just so focused on chasing the money and uh, and uh, success and uh, or however you call it we have really really lost what is the what is true meaning of life yeah why are we here what is the true purpose of each life yeah and uh, and when you are in that community it's it's powerful connection because you connect with your your yeah. inner self and it's quite scary to be honest in a, in a, in a first step because not always you want to see who you what are your biggest fears and why are you doing things that you're doing in life so um so it has been a, a interesting interesting uh, experience and uh, I really truly hope that uh, that one day we can we can say that uh, we we impacted that uh, community in a way that my my plan is and uh, and also I have an, an incredible team uh, of of uh, many many people that are helping me with that, with that so I'm very grateful for each one of them and uh, and uh, we are looking forward to that's fabulous so if people want to partake and help you with this mission is that possible of course of course it's all volunteer based so okay. you can reach out in any of my social media handles and uh, i will be making sure that i will be in contact with you okay that's beautiful um i also see that you have uh, your legacy is your untold story foundation and that excites me because the walk of life is all about stories. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, Untold Story really gathers much of the uh, the working with the Indigenous, which is uh, just, uh, let's say, the legal legal entity that works with, uh, with the ancestral nations. Uh, Untold Story Foundation is from Europe, from Estonia. And Untold Story has been also guiding all the social projects that we have with World Women Conference in the world. So uh, we have the profit and non-profit uh, parts of, of, of both, both of that. So, uh, but the idea is the same, the, the impact, the really focusing on the needs of each community, really creating the sustainable programs in order to help the community and uh, and measure and follow up which is the main biggest problem with uh, with uh, government programs there's yeah. very little follow up and 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 the way that uh, really truly seeing okay you as i just gave you the the chicken farm no you can help them to get the money but if they don't have the skill set to manage it and if you if they don't have the resources to hey what do we do with that then uh, then it's it's half half way there but it needs to be sustainable which i see in many cases it's not and it's not because they don't know better so you also have a uh, quote empower through education 
And I think from what I'm hearing you say, education in your world isn't just reading a book. It's life education, life skills, you know, chicken farms. <laughs> That's all education, um, you know, helping these women with water and, and everything that you're doing. It's, it's all education based. So a lot of us think education is graduating college with a PhD, but there's so much more in life to life than that formal education that actually is more impactful women women carry a huge role not only women it should be the parents but uh, i i as as the audience i speak with or to is usually um, uh, females then we need to understand that the way that we are the role models in our homes, the way that we speak, the way that we act, the way that we uh, really create the environment for our kids, this is the most important education that any kid can have. You cannot fix that with any school. You cannot fix that with expensive schools. You cannot fix that with any graduation because if there is no connection with what is being thought to you, and if, uh, if you just automatically study it and you do not know and understand why are you doing it, how are you going to really um, leverage on that, then we know so many people, oh yeah, yeah, I'm doing this, but my school, like my education is this, why? Mm -hmm. Oh, because I didn't know better. Mm -hmm. And that's it, that's it. We need to also stop pushing our kids to, you know what, you need to become the doctor or you need to become the lawyer or you need to be, so they, 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 what happens really, if we're children and now listen very carefully, if you're a parent, when people, when kids are curious about things, then stop, stop saying that, uh, why are you asking so many questions? Yes. Be quiet. Don't do that. Uh, oh my God. Another, another question. This is the way that they get to know the world. Mm -hmm. This is the way that you can ask them, what do you think? Why is that? You're teaching them to think. And our school system up today, there are now good, good examples that they do teach you to think. But it wasn't the case with my generation and the ones before. So what happens when we get to the point to decide what we want in life, we don't know because we have never asked the questions. Yeah. That's so true. And, it, and you're 100% right. People are not taught how to think. But the visionary leader in you obviously recognizes that. And you ask the question to cause them to have to come up with the answer, teaching them to think for themselves. Because when children are gone from home, mommy and daddy aren't there to answer all their problems. They flounder in life and don't have a clue what to do because no one's directing them. They haven't been taught self-direction. And that's, that's really important, which takes me to this next. I'm going to um, say you have a massive goal here. Your mission is to raise a global family of 1 billion caring women serving together to make a lasting impact. 1 billion. That's massive, but I think you're going to do it. I know you're going to do it. Your next uh, statement is, 
you want to make a difference by doing something that makes a difference with people who make a difference in a time that makes a difference. And that's how you're going to do it, because that is very impactful. You know what? Never, we should never underestimate the power that we have. And I always say each one reaches one. So if okay. we start to have that mindset every day, and if we touch one life every day, leaving them better than they were before, then I think the million will be very easy through the, through the network that we already have. That's so beautiful. Now, the next one on the list is Starpreneurs TV. You also have that on the go. <laughs> you want to fill us in on what that is? Well, Starpreneurs is, is basically when we, when we were talking about marketing and uh, we were talking about the presence that your company really have, then uh, Starpreneurs gives you the next step on that visibility. Because we know that in order to really reach to our audience, we need to have the credibility. Uh, they need to see us, the visibility. And we all know how saturated our social media platforms are. And now even more because there is no organic reach anymore. So what you really need to do, if, uh, if, and, and this, is, this is also where the problem starts, if you do not know enough about your, your customer avatar and you're trying to just uh, invest in uh, social media campaigns, then you know that you are putting a lot of money to sleep because you do not have the results. So we were thinking, what is the way? We were also seeing, seeing the trends. What happened now with COVID? Everybody was on the screen. And we were seeing on which screens were they? Are they in phones? Are they in, in people are in their living room? Because being behind the screen six to eight hours per day mm -hmm. is really hard. So, uh, so now even our phones are the remote controls for our smart TVs. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that really, truly, when we also go back to statistics and all of that, you can see the growth, which has been absolutely immense. Uh, why should a, an entrepreneur really leverage? It's the first time that you actually can leverage in a game that was available only for the big guys before, because we don't have the budget to do that. Who can who can uh, hire the, the production teams, the studios, the everything that it needs to be in a traditional TV. Mm -hmm. A small company, you can't do that, no. right? No. And the TV app is really in the mind of a person who is watching the content on a big street, uh, uh, screen. You have now the access. Yeah. Because you can create the content, which we also teach when you come to the to startpreneurs, the first step is if you do not know how to do it, then we will teach you. We will walk you through and uh, you will get to understand what, what the process of, uh, of creating the, the content for the streaming apps are. And then the second part of it, you can now choose because now you can target your customer which with a traditional TV, how do you target? Right. Yeah. No, you can't do that. So there's so many, so many uh, good things 
that uh, you can actually leverage when you start to use that channel. So a lot of people are like, oh, but, uh, but YouTube, I said, but YouTube is the same at the, at the, I love YouTube. It's a great, great way to have your content out. But again, it's, uh, it's saturated and uh, you need to be very good at targeting the right uh, uh, content for you. And it, it also has become that the, the, it's a certain way your new business card when you are on TV app. Because people will see that you do be, uh, uh, things differently. The presence, the, the way that they see you, oh, they are professional. They know what they do. And the way that you can present and stand out and be the authority and the expert that they're looking for, this is, this is why you should be on, on those uh, apps. So my question with that is you, you had mentioned YouTube and a lot of people, me for one, use YouTube as a search engine. So will star um, your starpreneur be a search engine as well? Well, it, the SEO behind it is the same. Whoever is looking for the content on Roku or Amazon Fire or Apple or there's so many now, uh, will will have uh, basically the same idea. So if you don't know and you're just uh, looking uh, looking with the keywords, yes. It, your content is going to come out. But uh, what, where I'm getting is that um, with, uh, with the channels, you can have the paid and unpaid content. So if you are, for example, coach, you can also create the paid subscriptions and you can uh, have unpaid, which is uh, everything, the introduction, what, who you are, why should you hire, and what pain point are you going to solve, yeah. up to the point that the, the content or the teaching itself is now subscribed or with a subscription and paid content. That's fabulous. COVID has sure changed the whole world on <laughs> pretty yeah. much everything, you know, it's, it's a it's a year or two of relearning how to, you know, relive because it's definitely switched things up. Um, can we talk about dominate the decade talk show? Yes. Well, exactly. Talking about COVID, this is why this was created. Uh, I started to have daily calls on Ragnar, what do we do? I have a business. Uh, should I close down? Should I let go people? Uh, this, there was so much confusion. There were so many questions and people did not have the mentors. And I, because of this, this, this uh, youth program became someone to reach out in the community. And I said, you know what? I can't be on the phone 24 seven. Yeah. So let's do that way. I have incredible friends which are experts, which uh, which do the same what I do, or but in their respective areas. So I started to interview. I started to interview Jeff Hoffman, Sharon Lecter, uh, and and the list is two hundred and fifty people, incredible experts, which just uh, raised their hands and said, "Yes, let me let me help you." Let me uh, give you my secret sauce of success. How have they been already dominating the decade with their knowledge, with, uh, with really, uh, and they are in the same environment. They're not living on the moon. 
they're living with us. <laughs> so uh, so it, it, it became um, really fast, something which was uh, seen. And, uh, and the interesting thing was that if we talk about uh, the, the terms of marketing, that um, the interviews were 40, 45 minutes long and people stayed until the end. That means that the content really mattered. And that's uh, that's something that I am really proud of because it serves its purpose. Uh, at this point, we we stopped once uh, once the businesses were opening. We saw that everybody were now focusing again on uh, on their businesses. Uh, we're thinking if we come back with a little tweak and now see the after COVID effects and and the main challenges that has been there. Or we we just uh, say that it was the COVID COVID during the COVID uh, time uh, podcast, which really changed lives and uh, won many many awards. And I'm really truly thankful for everyone that um, really noticed and recognized it. And um, but the content is there. Content uh, is evergreen, to be honest. And uh, and the content is now also up on uh, Starpreneurs.tv uh, or on Roku Roku app, which is the Starpreneurs. Uh, okay. Okay. There. Great. I I have Roku, so I'm going to go and plug into that and find that for sure. Now you also. Um, Pursuing your dreams with a powerful intention and a sense of purpose, call from within to activate that desire. How do you know your call from within? That's when we need to take time to reflect. A lot of us, we are busy by being busy. We lose, uh, we have so many distractions. So we lose really the, the, the sight of who we are. And who do we want to become? And it's a, it's a daily task that we need to take the time to reflect. You can take it by, if you know how to meditate, if you like to meditate, do that. Mm -hmm. But the other, other, other way to do it is to, uh, through journaling. And you see, <laughs> it's always meet me, you know, the to quiet your mind it's the best best advice i can i can give you uh, and it's hard in the beginning to write down and if you don't know how to write down then just start with what is your five main goals for the week and every evening write down the three things that you're most grateful for because the being grateful and writing it out creating creates the hormones and the, and the feeling good in your brain which also really truly uh, prepares you to a deep sleep yeah uh, it's also the the greatest way to really see inside of you a lot of uh, and especially in leadership we see that um, that the intellectual uh, intelligence is not that important anymore as the emotional intelligence, uh, meaning that to really have the mind and the heart together. Because usually, um, and especially again, uh, with, with the society we're living in, 
is, is has been telling uh, more than anything for male leaders that men do not cry, they need to be strong. Uh, it's a sign of weakness if they talk about their emotions. And, and that creates a society where we have so many people sick, having heart attacks very, very uh, young age, because all those emotions are just hide away inside of you, rather than dealt with, can go through once, and forgiving yourself, which is the key to all of this. So journaling, forgiving yourself, and to others and forgiveness is not that you are agreeing what was happening to you at that moment but making peace with that because mm -hmm. the only thing that happens with us when we drag the, the anxiety the the um, you know all those negative thoughts and feelings with us you are the one that is is being affected not the person who did that to you yeah. and uh and also really understanding are we honoring ourselves first because we need to really show the people how we want to be treated and we're not doing that we allow them to treat with disrespect with dishonor you name it yeah and then we are why this is happening to me because we allow it and we don't even have an idea that we are doing it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so this is what I really truly mean that connect with your inner, what's inside of you, let go what doesn't belong there anymore. And once you're able to heal, you're able to impact and impact many. Yeah. That's absolutely beautiful. And I agree with you a thousand percent over on that. I know growing up, I'm, a lot older than you and in, in my day we were taught you know you don't talk about your feelings you just you just carry on you know and and I have to admit I'm guilty on raising my kids that way I was a single mom and it became a matter of suck it in and tough it out and just keep on going and and now again I for one am relearning everything you just said you know I'm I'm relearning connect head to heart and and you know really follow that little intuitive voice inside and that was beautifully said because I I see that so much and gratitude as you said is absolutely the most important we have to be full of gratitude for what life has given us you know we might not agree but we need to be grateful, um, which is part of the next thing I think it's going to segue into seeing vulnerability as strength. And I think that, you know, that's a good segue into want to touch on that a little bit. That's that's that goes really into the emotional intelligence. And I think that's uh, one thing that we need to develop in ourselves and also in our kids, uh, because um, when when they can truly uh let's say our kids and ourselves as well when we can truly um go through the emotions and the vulnerability uh showing that when there's times that we need help to really reach out and ask for the help we see how many suicides are today depressions where all of that it's it's because of that because we 
uh, mindset is great. And, uh, and we also always need to have a strong mindset. We always need to, but, but there needs to be harmony with, with the emotions. Because if the mind is solely dominating, that's the, the same effect which I just described you before, uh, this, is, this is creating all those problems. And, uh, and um, when we do not um, realize in our own life and when we don't really guide our kids that it's okay, it's okay to be sad, it's okay to be frustrated, it is okay to lose some time it is it's it's part of and i think um, the biggest gift uh, actually to to teach them is that uh, sometimes you 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 lose and sometimes you win yeah. but uh, but uh, it's not all about winning and actually we do learn when we know we all know when we are taking action when we really really uh, transform is in those moments when we think that we failed. No, we didn't fail, mm -hmm. but we did. You need to learn from that. Absolutely. You will fail when you do the same circle 10 times, then you're failing. Yeah. Because you're not learning from the same mistake you just did because you don't take the time to reflect on it. Yeah. And, and that's true. We get caught up in such busy lives that we just carry on from one thing to the next and we don't pause long enough to pay attention or be mindful to what is really happening. People, and people when you talk, majority uh, who do not read, who do not really focus on, on personal growth, they don't even understand what you're saying. That's right. What do you mean? Because they, they just don't know better. It's yeah. the, the way that they, and, and also the stimuli, you, you're watching the news, you have the friends, uh, co-workers, and if you happen to be in an environment which is always negative, you become that negative person. Maybe you're not that, maybe you don't want to be, but because of you are consumed by all that environment, you, you're becoming someone which... One day you're watching, you're looking at the mirror. It's like, who's that? Am I? Yeah. 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 It's true. It's true. So um, the one thing that I like what you say is to uh, question instead of just accept. And there again, it's true. We're like little sheep being fed everything, but we don't question. We just go along with it. Even though inside we may think that it's not right, we still go along with it. And, and that's, I know, where the boundaries come in and, and the, you know, the self-esteem and, and knowing who you are as a person and everything that you stand for comes into that play to just stop and say, you know what, it's okay to question and say, that's not right. You know, how do you feel about that? Well, the greatest examples are, are happening in our lives. We are run, the whole world is run by how many people mm -hmm. and we allow that to happen how did how did we end up there how do we give away the the personal freedoms how can any government tell us what to do and what to, not to do what to do with our own health we don't have any freedom we don't have any freedom to speak we don't have any freedom of choice no yeah, 
just just question how did we end up there but that is that we are just consuming the programmation of the environment where we are and media has such big role in it that 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 should be the number one point of where to address what is the content which is really allowed to because there's 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 only the news that someone has been having the intention of having some type of impact but to sorry that loops back around to what we talked about earlier about people not being taught to think for themselves yes you know they just take what they're fed and carry on because they're not taught to think and it's very prevalent now that you can see the mass numbers of you know where that's happening today is exactly that same conversation that we had yeah exactly yeah well one last topic that's very tender to my heart is uh your 100 surgeries in 24 months my um my little granddaughter when she was three had to have open heart surgery and um with our spa um we opened it up on canadian thanksgiving weekend so what we do is every thanksgiving we donate a percentage of our service income to the children's hospital you know that's our charity of choice because of my little my little granddaughter and and um, I think that's just amazing what you're doing. Can you share that with us? Yes, it's a association which I've been honored to be part of. Um, the whole journey started when, uh, when uh, we opened the, the hospital here in Los Cabos, the H plus hospital. And um, there is uh, one incredible lady, which is uh, Audelia. And Audelia, because as you had your own experience, she had her own son uh, who had the, the, the trouble already 28 years ago. Uh, how do you solve it? How do you solve something to, to really uh, in an environment which doesn't support you? And uh, she was able to solve it for her son. And then she decided to give back and, and, and really pay it forward to, to all. Today, this association has been reaching to the level that it's the only state in, uh, in whole Mexico who has the lowest number of, uh, of those cases because of this program. We are talking about kids who and reaching to kids who live in conditions that they don't have even floors. They are their floor, they're living on the floors of, of mud. They have never seen running water and um, and yet they did not know what was wrong with them because they were not being able to be part of the the school, uh, having to do any exercise. Uh, and then they find out that they have heart failures or they have some type of problems, no? Um, the collaboration with the association, with, with local donors, international donors, and, and also the donation of all the incredible heart surgeons and the teams has been absolutely amazing. It's, uh, for me, what was mind blowing to see is that 24 up to eight, 48 hours after their open heart surgeries, mm -hmm. those people are walking, 
on their whole like for me it was something which i was like i was so amazed i thought that this is going to be such a, a long way of of recovery and all of that and it's not because it's done right it's done in an uh, environment which is clean which is secure and which truly is a a gift of life and that's that's the journey of gift of life which we are are really providing our next journey is going to be now in the summer next 20 kids are waiting for their heart surgeries we did uh, did to uh, just 10 days ago we had the last uh, fundraising event we are still looking to support five more kids uh, in order for them to have the new life so it's you know it's never ending story in a sense but whoever wants to uh, reach out and and be part of that then again please reach out and um, and uh, we are able to 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 give the gift of life to those those kids you are a fabulous woman i my hat is off to you um you you're just incredible you're saving lives not only through physical means but emotional as well and that just is an incredible woman i i have tears I'm so glad that we met and I'm really honored to have you as my guest on this show. I will put your, I know you have a QR code, so I'm, I will put that on my website. So if anyone wants to reach you, uh, they can reach you through there as well as you can again announce so people can just go straight to it right now. And um, I know we covered a lot of ground and wow, you're quite a woman. <laughs> And is there anything that you would like to say in closing? Yes, I hope uh, once, once again, thank you very much for having me. And um, whoever you're watching, thank you for investing in yourself because by showing up today, you are doing it. And uh, more than anything else, I hope that you took some notes, notes on something that can change your life or maybe someone who's next to you. And today you have the power to decide. Decide for yourself what you really want. Who are you and who do you want to become? But you need to take massive action. Don't just think about it. Don't just write down, but take action. And if you don't know how, then I'm here to support you. Uh, there are so many wonderful other authors as well, which are incredible ladies that you're going to get to know if you take time. And then for the next ones, you already know that you need to have the paper, <laughs> paper and pen ready to, to write down. Um, and, uh, and by just sharing, sharing the stories, sharing the, the knowledge, you will become the hero in your, in your own life and also in other people's lives. So become the hero of your life today. And uh, Cheryl, thank you for, for all the work that you're doing and, uh, and for the great invitation to, to be part of this. I, I truly appreciate you. Oh, no, thank you so much. I, for one, know I'm definitely going to be rewatching this <laughs> and hearing your words of wisdom again. So again, thank you for coming. And um, in closing, we will, do you, do you want to list any of your social media here? Well, you can reach out with my name, which is, has been on the screen, Ragnes Nikas. Uh, that's the way it is in Instagram, in, uh, in Facebook, in LinkedIn. Um, 
and uh, and uh, starpreneurs.tv is uh, is the funnel where you can uh, see how do we help the any business owners, uh, speakers, coaches to to really leverage on the, on on the streaming TV platform, and uh, and yeah, I think that's pretty much covers all all the all the channels how to reach me. Okay, and I just realized as we're going through this, I didn't introduce you properly, and uh, I just want to say about Regne, she's a seasoned entrepreneur, founder of the World Women's Conference Award a real estate developer, which we didn't even touch on, um, investor, the super uh, starpreneurs TV, complex holding, we didn't talk about that either. Wow, we're gonna have to bring you back on. <laughs> the Untold Story Foundation, change maker coach, and a public speaker, and a philanthropist. She is an absolutely amazing woman. So grab her book and read what she has to say. And thank you again. For being my guest. Thank you. Have a blessed day. You too.